what a delight to get to be here with you and to begin a new semester. And I am so excited about studying the book of Galatians with you guys. You know, as we were singing tonight, I was just noticing some of the lyrics we were singing. And I have to ask myself sometimes when I'm just singing along, do I really believe what I'm professing? And one of the things we said was, I was breathing but not alive when we were singing Glorious Day. All my failure I tried to hide. I think the question we need to ask ourselves tonight is, have you, have I, come out of the tomb of performance, perfection, and Phariseeism? That's legalism. It's what we're going to be studying about. It's what Paul was refuting in the book to the Galatians. Are we walking in the freedom we've been hearing about tonight? The freedom Christ purchased? He's calling you. He's calling me into the fullness of the freedom and the abundant life that rightfully belongs to us because we are in Christ Jesus. Abby said, God sees us. Dark is not dark to him. It's light. Dark is as light is. Did you know that in the new heaven and a new earth, there's no dark? There's no night? Listen to Revelation 22, 3 through 5. There will no longer be any curse, and the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his bondservants, that's us, will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and there will no longer be any night. And they will have no need of the light of a lamp nor the light of the sun, because the Lord God will illumine them, and they will reign forever and ever. This is our sure future. And as we study the letter to the Galatians, my prayer is we will begin to live out the truth that we know, that we quite often profess and even sing, that it will become a reality in our lives. If you have your workbook, open to page five. If you don't, you have a handout with the same information on it. But I want you to know that it's in here so you can look at the how to use this study portion as we get started. What I want us to think about tonight is, here you've got listed in the center of that page, observation, interpretation, application, and transformation. Now, our goal in doing Bible study is for all of us to become self-feeders, to feed on the Word of God, to commune with God. God said He gave us the Holy Spirit to teach us everything we need to know. So when we get into the Word, I want you asking the Lord, God, what are you revealing to me about yourself? What are you revealing about mankind, about me? What are you revealing about sin? Where have I seen this before? We want to make connections because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You will see is absolutely consistent from Genesis to Revelation. So when we start talking about observation, I want to share with you an illustration that Jen Wilkin uses in one of her books. She talks about receiving a letter from someone. Now, when I get a letter or a card, in fact, I had some this afternoon that I was opening, that some mail that we had received, I automatically look at the return address to know who it's from, right? And then I open it up and I begin to read, usually at the beginning of the letter to the end of the letter or card, whatever it may be. Her illustration is you would not open a letter and not look at the return address, jerk the letter out that may be three pages long, turn to the second page, read a paragraph, and then go, I have no idea what this person's trying to convey. This is not making sense to me, right? And yet, do we not do that with Scripture? 
even with a book of scripture. We'll flip over in Galatians and we'll read a verse and think, wonder what Paul was talking about. <laughs> what, was, what message was he trying to convey to the Galatian church? We wouldn't do that with anything else. We wouldn't do that with a book. How many times have I asked you, ladies, how many, would you pick up a novel and turn to the middle of the novel and read a paragraph and then turn three-fourths of the way through, read another paragraph and throw the book down and go, I don't get it. I don't get the plot development. I don't understand the characters. I don't get it. I can't, I can't understand this book. But we treat the Bible that way. And then we wonder why we don't understand God's big story of him revealing himself to us and wooing us, drawing us to himself. You are loved because God is love. It is his essence. His love does not wane like ours does. He doesn't love you more one day than the next. He doesn't only love you when you're obeying. He is love. You cannot run from his love. You cannot hide yourself from his love. He is love. It is his essence. It's who he is. And so regardless of how the enemy has lied to you, regardless of what you have in your past, know tonight you can rest in the fact. You can be sure you are loved by God. He is pursuing you. He has you here. And he has truths he desires to reveal to all of us. So I want to encourage you this week, before we meet next week, whether you come on Tuesday or Wednesday evening, to read through the six chapters of Galatians several times. I would like you to sit down and read from one to chapter six, and as you're reading, to underline repeated words and phrases. Because you're going to see there are some specific things Paul repeats and some truths he wants them to get, and he's speaking to us as well. Because we know this book is living, it is God-breathed and still breathing. So when you pick it up, the Spirit of God in you is going to connect with the Spirit of God in his word, and he will reveal to you himself, but also he will speak specifically to you. We need to ask, to whom was the letter written? You're going to get some of this in the introduction. What is it about? Where was it written? When was it written? We need to understand the biblical context, what was actually going on in the city of Galatia in the time that it was written. And then why was it written? What's the purpose? What's the message, the main idea of Galatians? And then we move into interpretation. And we begin to ask ourselves, what does the text actually mean? I want to encourage you to use cross-references. If you have a Bible that has cross-references, there'll be a little letter there, look out onto the side, and you see, oh, there's another verse that actually uses that same word, and I can look at it to enhance my understanding. Read the text in various translations. I have a lot of different translations of the Bible, but even if you don't own them, you can find them online. <laughs> you can go to a Bible app and read a different translation. That will also give you additional insight into the meaning, the interpretation of the text. And then use commentaries last. That's kind of a crutch, you know, to go first to the Matthew Henry free commentary online instead of reading the passage yourself. Read the book of Galatians yourself and ask God to speak to you, to teach you. And then we move from interpretation into application. And we're saying, what does this book of the Bible, first of all, reveal about God? That's the most important question we ask any time we open the Bible at any place in the Bible. God, what are you revealing about yourself at this point in Scripture, at this point in history? What are you revealing? Because God has progressively revealed himself throughout Scripture, ultimately revealing himself in Jesus Christ. Then we ask, what does it reveal about man? Because we can see 
Things haven't changed a whole lot with mankind. We still get tripped up in the same ways. We still do the same fleshly things. We still struggle with comparison and competition and all those things that people in Scripture struggled with. And so we begin to see ourselves as we look intently into the perfect law of liberty. And then ask yourself, where have I seen this before? This is so important if you don't do this. I want to encourage you to start doing that. Maybe write it somewhere in your Bible study workbook or put it in the margin of your Bible Where have I seen this before? Because it will not only increase your faith, but it will prove to you God has not changed. That what he is revealing now, he revealed from the very beginning. That the foundational truths of Genesis, which we have seen, were foundational truths that are eternal, that were significant, that are intentional, that God is laying the foundation so we can understand who he is and what he has designed and how he's designed it to work. And we can see what happens when we try to go our own way. We can see what happens when we rebel. We can see the pain, the dysfunction that we create because we think we can build life outside of God's word and his will. So ask, what does it reveal about man? Where have I seen this before? And I want to give you a sneak peek into a new theme I've been tracing through scripture. And it's going to kind of unfold as we go through Galatians with the culmination in week 10. I'm so excited about it. I can hardly stand it because I've been talking to Christy Hall and she's actually preparing a painting that's going to go along with it. And it is really going to give us an incredible visual of what Paul is teaching in the book of Galatians. And I'm so excited, but begins with What God requires, he provides. Write that down and think about it. What God requires, he provides. Now, we know it from the very beginning. I'm going to give you just one from Genesis. And what do we know that happened after sin? God said, if you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we know all they gained was evil. They already had good. And they chose to sin. They chose to listen to the voice of the enemy. And God said, you will die. Well, they first died spiritually. They would eventually die physically. But someone else died in their place. God killed an animal that he had declared good and established from the beginning that it would take the shedding of the blood of the innocent on behalf of the guilty to cover our sin. So not only does this animal shed its blood and God sheds it, he takes the skins of the animal and makes clothes for Adam and Eve. And then in his great tenderness and mercy. He places them outside the garden after their sin. Genesis 3.21 tells us so they couldn't reach out and take from the tree of life and live forever in their sinful, separated condition. So from the very beginning, the paycheck of of sin is death. The animal died. God established the sacrificial system in Genesis chapter 3. But God did it to an animal he declared good. And he shed that blood to cover their sin and then covered their physical bodies and protected them by removing them. So what God required, he provided. You're going to see this is a truth that has played out over and over and over in Scripture. And what we're going to find out in Galatians, God has called us to do what? Be holy as I am holy. And he has given us his Holy Spirit to live within us As we die to our flesh and his spirit takes over through that sanctification process that is part of what Paul's talking about in Galatians, we begin to live life filled with the spirit, led by the spirit, controlled by the spirit, so that we begin to portray the actual holiness of Christ through his spirit living in us and through us. 
once again, what God requires, he has provided. I'm so excited. Okay, so how should I respond to this? That's another question we need to ask ourselves when we're applying. Okay, God, you've given me an interpretation. I've seen this. Tell me how I'm supposed to respond to this. What do I need to make a reality in my life? What adjustments? What change? Do I need to change the way I'm thinking, what I'm professing? Show me how I can apply this. And then the transformation. Let's ask ourselves, when we get to the end of this study in Galatians, ask ourselves, okay, am I different than I was 10 weeks ago? God, has your word so penetrated my heart and mind that it is changing me and making me more like Christ? There should be life transformation. We don't just absorb information. We want transformation. We want to be more like Jesus. Each week, you're going to have a key word that's going to be emphasized. Each lesson does, and it's a key word from the original language. These are words that are used repeatedly to communicate a specific message, especially in the portion of Scripture that you'll be studying each week. Paul's writing the Galatians to refute legalism. He is writing to refute legalism. What, what do we want to do? We know that we're free. We know that we can do nothing apart from Jesus Christ. We know all of these things in our head. And yet we live as though it all depends on us, right? We get anxious. We get worried. We get mad at ourselves. We don't live up to the standard that God has set. And we berate ourselves. And and we do all this negative self-talk and all this. What are we doing? We're falling right into the trap of the enemy. And so then we become really legalistic. Like, oh, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to read through my Bible. I'm going to do it. If any of you grew up during the era of the envelope when you had to check Read Bible daily, tithed, you know, all those things you had to check. I mean, it's really embarrassing to turn it in in Sunday school if you didn't check all your boxes, right? (laughs) Okay, that's legalism. You check all the boxes, you do all the right things, but there's no heart change. That's the Pharisees. That's exactly what they did. God is looking at our hearts, and he has so much more than outward performance for us. He is wanting to meet with us and speak to us and make us more like Jesus as his spirit is loosed within us. And the very fruit of his spirit comes pouring forth. Christianity is not a set of rules, but a relationship with the God who is with us, no longer just among us, but within us. We've been set free from the law and released to live by the spirit. And we will discover in the next 10 weeks just how these truths profoundly impact our lives. And that's our prayer for each of us. We don't gather just to study another study. We don't gather even for the fellowship, as fun as that is. We gather to corporately worship, to study his word, to be in it during the week so that it impacts us and changes us. Because just coming and even just listening to it taught is not going to change you. Because you're going to leave here and you're going to forget the vast majority of what you hear if you're not in it during the week. But if you're in it during the week and you've been building on that foundation, then when you come in and you get the teaching, it's like, oh, oh, I see how that fits together. Oh, yes. And then you leave not with just more information, but revelation. And it's revelation when God connects the dots for us that we're actually changed from the inside out. And that is our desire. So I want to encourage you. Go home and read Galatians 1 through 6 (laughs) and begin to underline, highlight, however you feel comfortable marking your Bible. If you don't want to mark your Bible, it's included in the workbook. You have uh, Galatians 1 through 6 included in your workbook. You can mark it there. But we are excited about God's call on all of our lives 
to live life at another level, to walk with him, to throw off the things, the shackles that have held us back, and to really walk in the freedom, the miracle-working power and freedom to which Christ has not only called us, but purchased the right for each of us. I am so grateful you're here tonight, and I so look forward to what God has planned for us as we dig into his word and as we honor him. We love you, ladies.